Good morning! <laughs> Welcome back to Stony Radio. And I'm Susie Lodge and I'm on the Wiki Mama Takeover. And I'm here today with wonderful Susie Robbins, who is a children's behaviour specialist and runs her own business, Resolve to Play. Morning, Susie. Morning, Susie. How are you? I'm really well. How are you? Good. I am very well, thank you. Um, we have just obviously come off the back of Coronation Weekend. Mm. That's when this is being recorded. So it's, I don't know, Wednesday the 10th. So we've just had a big weekend. Did you celebrate in any way? In absolutely no way. No, we didn't. Um, my, hunts, my husband is a staunch anti-worldist. <laughs> so the whole thing kind of went... Um, passed us by but I caught up on the highlights I saw the the placing of the crown on his head and um that made me feel suitably awkward I thought it was going to fall off and it was all a bit tense um but yeah did you do anything nice so we actually had quite a busy weekend and it's this is off the back of having had quite a few busy weekends it feels yes. don't we feel like we're constantly in some sort of bank holiday yes <laughs> sort of, sort of cycle it's a bit of a nightmare um so we um so on Saturday, we went next door to our neighbours and it was supposed to be lovely. We were supposed to be having what my kids were calling some kind of porch party. Oh, nice. I, I'd never heard the term no. porch party, but maybe this is like a school term. So we were all going to go out onto the drive. We were going to have their bunting up everywhere. But as you, as everyone's probably aware, it literally tipped it down, mm, didn't yeah. it, all day. So in the end, our neighbours took everybody inside and we had a lovely little spread. I made four cakes. Um, four? Yeah, I wow. made four cakes. <laughs> I got up early because I didn't know how many people were coming so I made four cakes I have to say it was Betty Crocker <laughs> so well, nothing yeah, wrong with Betty I am Crocker. not very very I am Betty Crocker <laughs> um, and my first two cakes went amazingly and then I went off and had a swim in the river which Ooh. I've yeah because I'm back to my w- open water swimming now mm. absolutely love it um, and went and had a lovely long swim and then came back to make the second two and for some reason the second two just did not go as well even though I had gone and done my zen you know had my zen session where I should have come back and it should have all been amazing but How for some strange. reason this sponge I made split in half straight oh. away absolute oh no. nightmare and I made this amazing uh, chocolate indulgent cake looked absolutely stunning like I even did the thing where you melt the um icing over the top and it sort of slides over the edge and it kind of makes all kind of glossy looking Mm. um and then I was like brilliant all done and then I found the butter that was (laughs) so I went I went to warm up my coffee as you do as a mum yeah yeah yeah. and um found the butter in there was meant to be melted and put into the cake but everybody said it was fine but I have to say I couldn't eat any of it because I had eaten so much cake mixture yeah yeah I, was like, I don't even want any cake. Oh. Anyway, it was really lovely. Um, my next door neighbour is absolutely an alchemist and he made the most potent punch ever. So oh. I was just a little bit giggly after about <laughs> half an hour and spent the rest of the day like that. Um, Sunday was quite a chill day and Monday we had some friends over and we made um, uh, crustless sandwiches and Ooh, did fancy. all that. So, Triangles? Uh, oh, no, my husband made them and they were perfect... Um, you know, like, like fingers. Fingers, Ooh. yes. Finger sandwiches. Wow. I know. All I know. Going, going all out in the lodge house. Yes, <laughs> did. So we probably had almost the opposite sort yes. of yeah, weekend yeah, yeah, to yeah. you in that case. Yeah, we were very, very quiet and chilled. Um, we did go on a dog walk. That was very nice. Yep. We borrowed our friend's dog. Um, but yeah, just just quiet. No, so no sandwiches. Do, <laughs> does the anti-monarchy feeling ride with you as well, or is it with just with the husband? I don't really care either You're not way. Bothered. I'm not bothered. I can see his opinion. I quite like the pomp and so uh, yeah. like the celebrations of it all. But um, yeah, it's it's You're very outdated. Like, I don't understand <clears throat> it enough, really. 
No, I know. I know there was a lot of conversation about this at both of the little gatherings that we were in. And um, yeah, it is a funny one, isn't it? It can, yeah. it's very, it can split you. But mm. I have to say, I love the bunting. Yeah. And like, I do love that it brings people together yes. and like a common reason to, you know, I feel like it unites. Well, actually, obviously, it doesn't unite everybody, does it? But it's a good excuse for a party, It's a good though. excuse to unite some people, whether they are pro-monarchy or not, isn't it? Absolutely. So, it's so lovely to have you, Susie. Oh, it's nice to be here. I love, it's always I, nice to see I you. I love having another Susie on the show, <laughs> yeah, I obviously. <laughs> I love saying my name loads and loads so of times. so mature about it as well. Okay. Yeah. really are. Um, I can't wait to deep dive into your business mm. and how you even how you started and where you're going with it and who you help. I love all of that. Um, Susie has chosen all of the songs for us show today which is obviously a running theme i love to do this um anything any reason for these choices oh it was just the hardest hardest task of my life choosing these songs <laughs> <laughs> so music is a huge huge part of my life um i actually met my husband when we worked in the music industry we used to work for the performing rights society who collect royalties for musicians and wow. songwriters um and so yeah this this is just a, a selection of important bands to me and i thought the songs just flowed nicely together um but there's no real story behind any particular song it's just bands that i love yeah you just love them just love them great let's go boom so that was anna molly by incubus and we are back with lovely susie robbins um resolved to play so susie hello again hello. <laughs> um tell us all about what resolve to play is what, what what is your business okay so my business is um uh designed to support parents with their relationships with their children so as a parent of three young children myself and as somebody who's worked in kind of the behavior for a very long time i see it so often that we have children we love children but regardless of how much we love them there will be times that are really tough and really tricky and sticky and they can get the better of us and it can make the whole dynamic of the family really difficult mm -hmm. um, and so my job is to educate the parents as to the why behind the behavior and then help give them some strategies and tools and techniques to kind of rebuild and repair the relationship which then has a knock-on effect on the rest of the family and how did you even come about doing <laughs> yeah. this so you obviously just told us that you were in um royalties record yeah. royalties mm. years and years ago mm -hmm. how <clears throat> let's take us back to the start how did you what's been the journey from record royalties and meeting your husband to where we are today it's quite a nice actual little story actually so we let's go right back when i was a child from the age of two to 21 my gran lived with us um, she, as she got older, she developed Alzheimer's and dementia, and that's eventually how she died. When I was working at PRS and where I met my husband, um, me and my mum were doing one of those uh, midnight marathon walks that you do through mm -hmm. London. And we did it to raise money for Alzheimer's Society. Uh, and so I did some training walks and I used to walk home from... Um, Berners Street in London which is just like parallel to Oxford Street I used to walk home to Ealing where I was living and in my walk home on my walk home I used to pass this beautiful school in fact it looks like this building here it's like an old manor house um, and I'd pass the children and they'd be also beautifully behaved it was a secondary school and I thought do you know what if ever I become a teacher I want to work there because mm. that's, like it looks 
It was like idyllic. It looked great. I come from a long line of teachers. It was always going to be my destiny. You know, it was something that I'd put off after uni um, just because I wanted to have a job that was a bit fun and not have to do something that I cared a lot about, you Mm. know. What did you learn at uni? I did English literature. Okay. Um, (laughs) Which has helped me not at all. (laughs) I did history. Exactly. Yep. So so these walks home and then... We did the marathon, the sponsored walk, uh, and it was all lovely. But shortly after that, I was looking through the local, it was like the Ealing Gazette or something, a local paper. And this school was advertising for a teaching assistant. And it was the school that I'd been walking past. And I thought, do you know what? I think this is a bit of a sign. Yes. So I applied for the job. I love signs. Yeah, yes. me Go too. <laughs> me too. You know, when it all just aligns. And yeah. I felt like my gran had had a kind of a, a part in that, you know, because otherwise if it hadn't been for her death and the Alzheimer's, I wouldn't have done the walks. I wouldn't have seen the newspaper, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so I applied for this job and I'd had loads of experience in just in my general past with running youth clubs and um, being like a classroom assistant and work experience, you know, lots of stuff working with children. Um, so I applied for this job and got the role, which was wonderful. Um, and then I kind of found my niche within that role. So I started off as a general teaching assistant, working with children with special educational needs, supporting them in class. But I found a real kind of niche within the children who were struggling to um, come to school and were struggling to stay in school and to be happy in school so I kind of I got more and more involved in the behavior side of things um and eventually I became the interventions manager which just means that my job my whole job was um to reduce the number of exclusions within the school Mm -hmm. it was an outstanding school it was huge loads of students it was um outstanding in terms of Ofsted behavior was excellent but there as with all people there is there was a cohort of children who struggled to be um to kind of fit in with the expectations of the education system uh, and I loved it I absolutely loved it I worked with the families I worked with the agencies like social services um, I worked with them teaching them that things like emotional literacy which is where you understand your own emotions and the emotions of other people which is not something we're born with we have mm. to learn that um yeah so I got really really stuck in and that passion has stayed with me so that is what I went to have my own children and now I'm coming back to that behavior so I've had my extended career break having my own babies Mm. and now resolve to play is the next step of that right so did you leave that school to have your first child does that help yeah yes yeah yeah and that and you had you stayed in the same school the entire yeah yeah I was there six or seven years I think I love that I love how you almost manifested that job Mm -hmm. that you saw something that you loved a goal and you and you, you you set your your sights on it and then seven years seven years into your career you you were had been seven years in into that school that's amazing um and so you had your own children Mm -hmm. and so you had an extended career break so did you actually sort of down tools completely while you had children or how did or did you start picking things up during maternity leaves or how did it work so when I had my eldest um I quickly discovered that not everybody is interested in learning in me telling them why I was playing with him in a certain way and why I was doing certain activities because I'd be sitting there going that's because the, it helps develop their fine motor skills da, 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 da. And I'm like, mm, it's not very interesting to me 
So I started an Instagram account just to record it. And I quickly found out that there were like-minded people who were interested in the theory, like the play theory. Mm. Um, And that kind of grew and grew. And it wasn't until the... um, the the start of the pandemic actually my husband's work hours went down to four days a week right and I thought I could use this day a week to build a website to then start the company that I wanted to do when my youngest was in nursery yes he was one when the pandemic hit so it was much earlier than I had anticipated but that's when I turned that skill set that I had developed um into into a business yeah and so what does that what did that business look like then in 2020 uh so back then it was i was really kind of meeting the the needs of the pandemic so i was trying to help parents not feel so stressed about um them having to do the work that schools had set you know there was a lot of paperwork there were lots of worksheets and textbooks people were really frustrated because they were working at home and they had the children, they had to educate them at home all at the same time. So the my kind of um, motto, it's not a motto, it's a business word for it, mm-hmm. um, was mm-hmm. that play is learning and play is enough. Like the, the skills that like you learn... Like a mantra. Mantra, yeah. yeah. So the skills that you learn through play <coughs> as young children are the same skills that the te- that school are trying to teach you mm. uh, just in a more natural way for children to learn so i was trying to take the pressure off for children uh, for parents and for children subsequently mm. so i provided lots of um they're called play packs books of play ideas that have learning objectives within them but it's still play it's not like um directed play it's things that children would do anyway but ideas where the parents didn't have to think of the ideas themselves they could just download a play pack pick one set it up and then their children would be happy and entertained and Mm. everyone would be not stressed and anxious as a result and what age group were you looking at at that time or has it always been broad uh so for that i was looking at I, i always um created products that were kind of reflecting my children's ages so at that point when the pandemic hit I had a five-year-old a three-year-old and a Mm one-year-old so um it was that kind of early years but has developed um my professional background was with teenagers but a lot of the skills are directly transferable because we're all you know we're human the way that our brain works and the way that we create um thought processes and things like that remains the same right it's fascinating. I think one of the things I, I've always struggled with, and especially I remember this acutely during the pandemic and being at home with all three children, is that whole thing of three versus one. Yes. So um, luckily for the first month or so, uh, Rob was around quite a lot. Um, I had a contract that I was running as well, so I was trying to, jug- try- trying to juggle that. But I think for the thick of it all, I remember being sort of three to one um rob had to go back to work and had to you know crack on Mm. um i really struggled then and and even to this present day do struggle with that dividing yourself between the three and actually being able to focus on anything Mm. with one of them Mm -hmm. i find that um you know and i know that you're a mum of three obviously you've just said um three boys mm-hmm. yes wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> you almost got a, a football team there yeah. um so not that the girls can't play football <laughs> I don't even know why I just said that what, what a mad thing to say <laughs> must yeah must try harder um but yeah how 
with the sort of plaques that you provide um, and that you support mm. is do you have advice um, and how have you coped with that three to one or even two to one or you know I know that if it's the out being outnumbered thing which is tricky it's a real thing isn't mm. it it's a real thing and it is really really hard um, for me personally when I had one child um, I was able to be absolutely the parent that I wanted to be you know mm. I was able to be responsive I was able to be patient I had all of those skills and then I had another child quite soon um, and then all of a sudden I couldn't be responsive to everybody you know I couldn't immediately respond and immediately soothe and immediately comfort there was always somebody waiting and then you had a third and some mix and there's always always someone waiting and yep. probably somebody crying at any given time mm-hmm. yep and it is just the hardest thing and I think for me the main piece of advice that I would give somebody is that it's about your managing your expectations and your own mindset and that you can't respond to everybody straight away you can't maybe be the perfect parent that you have in your mind all of the time because it's just unachievable and once you've accepted that you can work on your new expectations and you can work on your new ideals and your new hopes and just working on yourself again a bit more Mm. um but it is really hard Oh, it is. It's. Um, I think it's. Uh, it's that guilt thing, isn't it, about yeah. being a mother? That mm. you always feel that one of them isn't getting enough. And I feel we talked about this a little bit before the show, and we'll talk about it again um, in some detail after the, this next track. But um, it's that. It's that all that thing of always feeling like somebody is missing out. That's mm-hmm. the thing, or that mm-hmm. you're. You know, in order to focus on something with one of the children, I'm having to possibly give you know the other ones are on screens or in front of the tv yeah yeah. the only way i can get the children to do their homework at the moment is to make sure is to let lily just have like full use of the front you know of the tv in the front room yeah and it's um yeah it's just a ah it's just a tricky one but we're going to come back and we're going to deep dive into some of these behavioral things that we're spotting uh, straight after sounds good boom Oh my goodness, I love the Food Fighters so much. Literally one of my favourites. Have you ever seen them live? I have. I have. Oh. I was so lucky. I saw them live. Um, the We were at Wembley Stadium uh, and some of Led Zeppelin came on and they <gasps> did a... Uh, what did they do? Like oh, An amazing, amazing song. Can't remember which one it was. Um, and it, it was so special to me because I grew up as a hardcore Nirvana fan. Hardcore. Mm. <laughs> before everyone else was into Nirvana, I was into Nirvana. And... I was desperate to see Dave Grohl play drums and he did when Led Zeppelin came on and Taylor Hawkins, rest in peace, um, he got up and sang and I could not believe my luck. It was just just one of those core memories it was incredible oh wow i i'm just one of those people that never gets tickets on time for anything i want to do all these things Mm. i want to see all these amazing artists i love the food fighters never seen them live like i've i've seen like a a handful in my entire life i'm just never quick off the mark and yeah um yeah i need i need to get better at this because i feel like i'm going to be dead before i (laughs) so yeah so um, while we were listening to that song we were talking about so many interesting things and before the show we were talking about just the the dynamics between kids and and parents and and how there's just so many interesting interesting things so i i mentioned to you just before the show that i wonder whether or not part of the we have a strange dynamic sometimes in our house so i've got jacob who's nine tilda who's seven um nearly eight and uh lily is four and same as mine 
Yes, yeah. it's Pam Martha. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, and there never seems to be a completely harmonious time. We don't. <clears throat> we were talking <throat> about it a lot, and I felt quite upset at the weekend actually because I suppose the heightened pressure of the coronation. It's like mm. we should be happy. We should yeah. be having a good time. We should be happy as a family. And then, <clears throat> and then it always feels for me like without trying to. Um, you know fulfill my own destiny you know with negativity but sometimes I just feel like as a family we can't gel and it looks like everybody else is managing and like why can't we get on and why is there always arguments why can't we play board games why can't we just get on you know and you see families on tv let's be Mm. honest out playing playing ball yeah you know you know with their families they're doing things and and you think we just couldn't do that like it doesn't seem to gel and then I and then as we were talking about the like the 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 mother guilt thing Mm. and I think well is this my fault have I put too much pressure on for example Jacob so Jacob was uh coming up for three I think is that right so it's only 24 months different so yeah he was um 22 months different so there was so he was two I suppose yeah um when when Tilda was born and while she was going between naught and one, and obviously he was coming up for three, he seemed like a giant in comparison yes. to this tiny baby that mm. I had. And I remember, you know, not with pride, um, but I remember putting an awful lot of pressure on him because he seemed so much more capable. Mm. And then, again, Lily four, comes along another four years after. And, again, by that point, he's a proper giant. He's five. He can tie his own laces. He mm. can get dressed on his own. He can make his own cereal you know he and i wonder whether or not a lot of the strange behavior dynamic we have now it is competitiveness um this massive jealousy they count how many sweets the other ones had for example well she's had four and i've only had three (laughs) and you know and they're like totting up constantly but like in their little heads they're constantly measuring Mm. what the other person's had and it's like oh my god does it really matter it's the pink plate not the blue plate it's like (laughs) she's got the pink plate you know it's just this mental constant stress i find in the house and i and i you know and you kind of think well lily's getting away with everything because she's the baby Mm -hmm. and and in comparison i don't think she's had to do half the stuff that jacob had to do at any age Mm. and i don't know and we so is this a real thing have i caused all these problems <laughs> what, you know you don't it's have a very normal that. thing does <laughs> yeah. that help it's Is a this very, very normal on? thing i mean dynamics in family are down to all sorts of different things um the youngest getting away with everything i think is just a very very normal thing certainly true in my household um but what i have you know i've actually taken time to reflect on it recently because my youngest will refuse to do things that he doesn't want to do you know he will just very much throw his proverbial toys out the buggy and scream and shout and refuse to do it and I've spent some time kind of thinking why is this you know like we have a very supportive um home life you know we're very patient we're we have boundaries but actually because we are 10 years into parenting we're all quite tired of the screaming and the shouting and the tantrums so it's very easy for us to say, oh, just give it to him because then otherwise he'll shout and scream. Yes. You know, just, just I'm classic him. You're for that. bigger, you could be kinder because you're bigger, et mm. cetera, et cetera. You uh, could stop this. Yeah, that's, not, yeah. I, that's something I say quite a lot. You hear this noise, Jacob, you hear that screaming, you could stop this yeah. by just giving it to her, by yeah. just stop doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And obviously he never had that yeah. chat to it. To but him. also it's yeah. not always the right thing to do. <laughs> no. Just, just to nip Goodness, it in the no. bud, is it? <laughs> so Give in to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we raising? <laughs> but uh, so 
I so I spent some time just a couple of weeks ago really kind of thinking about it and what I realized is that my youngest in his refusal to do anything cooperate in any way um he's actually looking to seek to, to kind of find out where our boundaries are and so by boundaries I just mean what our limits are on certain behaviors and what our expectations are on things that he he or she absolutely must do in order to be safe happy healthy etc um because children need these boundaries and if sometimes the boundaries move like when we say please just give it to them because you know then they'll stop that's really unsettling for the little one as well because they don't when we have boundaries we feel safe and secure it's a bit like having sheep in a pen you know they know that when they're in there nothing else will you know they can't get lost they can't um they will be fed you know it's the the needs are being met by that actual physical fence so if we think of behavioral boundaries as like an actual fence um and so when they come across a boundary they will act up they will scream they will shout they will push against it to see whether it's going to fall down again Mm -hmm. and whether they will be able to lose themselves again or whether it's going to hold safe and hold tight and keep them safe and so when we're kind of reinforcing these boundaries it will get harder to start off with Mm -hmm. but eventually they will we will kind of reap the benefits from it because they will understand that no means no this is because it will keep you safe whether that's actually physically or metaphorically um and they'll accept it and things will get easier and easier so i absolutely absolutely understand why we why we all do it as parents you know we all try and make our lives a bit easier Mm. And that will be will bounce it off the other children as well, um, but really, it needs to. We need to take that kind of Herculean effort for a few days and just right. kind of re-establish these things, um, and that will help. And then it will help them, the other children as well. Yeah, it's so difficult, isn't it? Know, I'm looking so at hard. you with like big eyes here, just <laughs> yeah, kind so of hard. you know, like the cat in puss in boots. Like, <laughs> oh my god! And you, um, guys, I don't know. I was. I feel like I'm having loads of conversations at the moment with loads of mums and we all seem to be finding it harder than ever at the moment. Mm. And I don't know what it is. And, and when I say harder, I don't necessarily mean parenting is harder than ever. I just mean life overall seems yes. more busy, chaotic, mm. chaotic, sorry, relentless, um, just more filled up with things to do than it ever has before. And I don't know why that is. And um, I, I mean, I don't think that the children necessarily are doing anything more particularly than they were last year. Like, they're all still doing all the clubs. They're all still, you know... Yeah. I don't know. Lily obviously that, is a year older than being three, and that yeah. is a difference. Yeah, yeah. I think that as they get older, they tend to do just generally do more things. But yeah. also, we have to we have to look back at it um, in terms of the pandemic as well. Yeah. For a long time, we did nothing. Yes. And then all of a sudden, not even all of a sudden, gradually things mounted up and up and up again. And it's that cumulative exhaustion right. that you get, isn't it? So yeah. even like half terms, um, half terms are busy. Yes. But they're meant to be times that we relax and we rest and recuperate. Mm-hmm. But they're not. No. Because we we all see it as an opportunity to go and do wonderful things with our family, to go and travel, to go and explore, to um, make memories and have fun together. But in reality, I don't know about your household, but in reality, in our home, what happens is 
my children will crash and burn for the first two or three days and behaviour will be appalling. Like, mm. they will be screaming and shouting and arguing. And that's because it's... Um, have you heard of something called restraint collapse? No. Okay, so restraint collapse is where if your children are at school or out for a day or you know, with friends, you know, they're not at home with you guys. Um, they have to be on their best behaviour, right? So they're having mm-hmm. to learn new rules that aren't always necessarily obvious. And so like, say that your children have gone on a play date and they're jumping on the sofa because they can do that in your house, but they're not allowed to do it in their house. They yeah. have to learn that. And they have to learn all these new little nuances on behaviour very, very quickly. Um, and so they're hypervigilant while they're out and about because they they want to do well. They don't want to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. By the time they get home, they're exhausted. And so this wall, this of kind of self-restraint that they've had to have all day long to hold in their impulses, to hold in their natural behavioural desires, it really, it physically, like collapses and it all comes spilling out when they get home because they know that they're in a safe space that you're not going to abandon them because they're angry and you're not going to abandon them because they jump on the sofa you know they know that they are safe with you guys and that's what happens certainly in our house during half terms and school holidays or after a day out and something like that visiting grandparents that kind of thing Mm -hmm. it just comes um spilling out and we have to then mop it up which is difficult as a parent, yeah. but it's it's a very backhanded compliment. They do it because they know they're safe mm. with us, but it's a really hard parenting thing to deal with. Mm. And I think it's so easy, isn't it, to let... I think a lot of us know how we should be dealing with things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we in a, in a moment, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you for some tips and, you know, some tools that we don't know. But I think in, we know certain things that we should be doing we shouldn't just be giving in yeah. we shouldn't be um you know shouting we shouldn't be doing you know you, you said earlier that you're a calm parent i wouldn't call myself a calm parent or, or a patient parent mm. i wouldn't say that either of those words about me <laughs> um, and, and i think it's it's part and parcel of that feeling like life is hectic life is busy yes. life is difficult um and it just feels like it's it's almost too hard it's too exhausting to yeah. actually try to bring in these another thing to to do mm-hmm. um another thing to you know and and actually it's quicker to just let yes. them get away with it isn't it and, yeah. and it's, so it's um yeah it's just a really difficult thing um we're gonna listen to the next song and then um i will be back with Susie robbins straight afterwards to talk about some of the most common things that are coming up for you in, in behavior okay um and also we're going to talk about the half term oh yeah I think everyone's delighted with your music choices, Susie, <laughs> because um, as I've said before, mine are often just so tragic. I'm like a pop princess and I'm playing, playing like Taylor Swift and Kylie and everyone's probably like, yay, I'm some real music. I'm living in the music. 90s. Yeah, some, some proper real music. Um, right, so for everybody that... Um, knows me you know that i am the wiki mama i own a website and app called wikiplacesforkids.com it's literally a trip advisor for parents looking for things to do with their kids um, and everything on there has been recommended and added by parents who've actually been with actual kids and they've seen it bought the t-shirt spent a lot of the gift shop uh, yeah. <laughs> and everything else <laughs> um so it's literally a kind of a, a, a word of mouth hub um with a 
boutique number of uh, of things on there to do so it was like two and a half thousand instead of the six hundred thousand things that there are to do across the uk um so it's a short list of the best things to do so one of the things i do every week on this show um especially to support our local community and uh, the slightly wider community around milton Keynes, is to tell you a few things that are coming up um and uh, I think the focus at the moment, we were just talking about half term and we're going to go back to half term and how behaviour spikes and how it's all affected. And Susie's going to tell us all of her experience there. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you a few things to do at half term. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, we've got a few weeks left to go, but so I'm just planting some seeds for you now. So the wonderful beach. I don't know if you remember this, guys. It, we used to have the beach at Frost all the time. Love the beach at Frost. It's amazing. Yeah. Obviously, we don't live anywhere near the beach here no. <laughs> in Milton Keynes. In fact, I think we are, you know, in Middle Earth where we are. I think we are <laughs> one of the, the furthest. Landlocked, yes. Yeah. We are one of the furthest in the country from um, from the beach. So they put on this wonderful, lovely, big, sandy space full of lots of toys and the kids can just get... It's undercover as well, so it doesn't matter whether it's rain or shine. Um, so it's protected from the sun, but it's also protected from our ghastly rain, mm. which we often have. Um, so it's a beautiful place to go. It's really good fun. And I'm actually going to be holding a Wiki Mama event there in a few weeks' time. So uh, keep following my socials and look out for that. And um, um, and there will also be a competition to win some prizes uh, to go. So that's uh, that's very exciting. Um, Hogshaw Farm who I also love and I also work with um, all the time um, they have a Heroes and Princesses event over half term you've been there recently Susie haven't you? I have we had a great day yeah the whole day there yeah yeah it is one of those places that you can spend the whole day because whether or not the weather is good or bad they've got so much undercover Mm. haven't they yeah so much to do yeah they've got the um, like a craft barn they've got the soft play barn they've they've got the um, um, sort of the farm the farmyard animals the petting sort Mm. of zoo area of it um where sometimes you can feed the animals and things so there's loads undercover but there's also so much outside they've got wild animals haven't they like yeah. lynx yeah um and i'm sure they've birds got of prey we love birds of prey yes mm. they have the um uh, a birds of prey display don't yeah. they did you see that we when did you got there? so good oh do you know what? Somehow, I've been so many times and I keep managing to miss it. Oh, no, you need I'm always to in the soft play at the wrong time and you can't drag them out. And you know, um, They've also got these amazing quad bikes and I can't even get past them at the moment. There is, there is a chat that they might move those amazing quad bikes to further into the, um, uh, into the farm. Just that would because, help get in, wouldn't it? Because you can't get in. Yeah. Mine are just in there and they're yeah. in there for five minutes. Anyway, so they've got this Heroes and Princesses event and that's over half term lovely Sarah in my wiki mama network so another thing I do another string to my bow is that I run this fabulous group of uh, women in business uh, lovely Susie is one of my wiki mamas uh, in the wiki mama network um, they are all fabulous talented women who are nurturing and growing and building these fabulous businesses um, and we come together as a community to support each other to grow stronger to push each other higher um, and to share business contacts and, and to help each other not only in the day-to-day life of running a business business and you know supporting a family and being that one that's COO of all things mm. um, but also we share business connections and help each other's businesses actually flourish and grow and uh, and monetize so yeah. It's all good. Um, one of our wonderful ladies, Sarah, she runs Nourish Oni. It's this absolutely fabulous play cafe in Oni that's recently opened in the last few months. She's doing a, an incredible job there. It's going from strength to strength. Susie, you quite so you go nice. quite often, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. The food is incredible, oh and yes. the play space is really well thought out. I'm a big fan. I love that she has so many events, and yes. that's that's really what I'm pushing here. She's got um, not only the day to day access to go and have great food and have a bit of a play 
and you know somewhere contained for the children yes. when you got the younger ones for me i remember containment was mm, is key is and, <laughs> and still and was the absolute key thing but she's running all of these fabulous events and some of them are for parents um without children as well so she's running adult kind of pottery events mm. and um painting <clears throat> excuse me but just tons and tons of craft things for children. The Easter events you had on were fabulous. Did you manage to get to anything? No, over we Easter? didn't over Easter. We were busy. Yeah, I wanted to. Mm. I didn't get there either. But um, keep an eye on the Nourish Only website and have a look at their socials because they've got so many things going on that you can drop into. Um, but, well, I say you can drop into. You do have to book in advance. But what I mean is that they've got so many different things every single day. So um, do go and have a look. Um, and we were talking about this as well just before we came on and for half term. And that is Rumble. So I know I've talked about it before on the show, but that's, this is because I really love to support family business. And a lot of the businesses I've just told you about are all family businesses mm. and they're local and they are more like the hidden gems yes. rather than everybody knows about Chessington and Thorpe mm. Park and Alton Towers. I don't need to tell you about that. Everyone, that's, a, that's on bucket lists and that's, you know, people will go to those in their own time. But some of these... Um, people don't know about yet and so I will continue to champion so Rumble um, is live Rumble Live Action Gaming is what they're called it's basically laser tag in the woods um Ooh, uh, sounds fun. So any kid that basically loves to be Rambo, boy, girl, <laughs> yeah. adult, parent, grandma, whoever it is, um, <laughs> they have two sites now, one at Graffham Water and one at Rutland Water. Um, and it's just so good. It's basically, the, as I said, it's laser tag. So they are running around this amazing woodland space. It's outdoors. They're getting fresh air. They're getting loads of activity. It's team. Awesome. It's like team sports. Um, so they're having to work as a team. Um they're just getting it's like adrenaline they've got sometimes they've got the massive music pumps like like booming out yeah. i remember at, um halloween they had ghostbusters booming out oh, and brilliant. loads of other brilliant <laughs> you know it's really great really atmospheric and as i said they come away after about an hour and a bit just absolutely exhausted but just full of beans and it's just such a great thing yeah, um it's, it's run by uh, a family whose uh, surname is rumble um <laughs> and yeah i just i just massively encourage you to go and have a look at that we've got 10% off with wiki 10 as well okay. so yeah get amongst that get your kids there um there is an age uh well, i say there's an age not limit but um um the the reason they say from about six i think is just because the um uh, apparatus that they hold and run around with can be a little heavy okay. so th- i would just double check that before you book um you know your little ones in mm-hmm. um because i know that all little ones are going to love it but yeah it sounds really good so anyway half term Back to Susie. (laughs) That's everything I've got to say about half time. Um, So we were talking about half time, though, from a behavioural point of view a little earlier and how um, actually we can see behaviour spiking in in the half term and it can get worse. But you also said about the restraint collapse, which was was fascinating. Mm. Um, And I often find as well that half term is harder because... I'm still trying to balance all the other things. I'm still mm. trying to run a business. I can't actually take holiday from my own business because yeah. it's just always on. Um, so I can't really stop. So I actually find that my patience and, um, uh, you know, ability to be calm is probably even harder in half term while I'm trying to do yeah. all the things. And That's we were talking about patience and yeah. I was just like, how are you managing being a patient parent? <laughs> so... Uh, because I had six or seven years training um, before I was an actual parent myself. So I got to practice on other children who were not my own flesh and Mm. blood. And 
absolutely your own children push your buttons in a completely different way so I've had a lot of training I've had a lot of practice with really really um, uh, challenging students who'd come from really difficult backgrounds who had really big issues going on in their day-to-day lives um so I had like a baptism of five, you will, mm-hmm. on behaviour before I had my own little little angels. <laughs> um, so the, a lot of the skills that I had then, you can transfer to your children. Uh, and I think that when they're very little, when they're newborns and when they're tiny, tiny little toddlers, they're, they're not their problems that they encounter are quite small, aren't mm-hmm. they? You know, they've got a sore knee they've got the wrong colour cup and yes it's frustrating but as they get older the problems become bigger and harder to fix Mm -hmm. and so so it's always evolving isn't it parenthood is always going to be evolving so I'm very grateful for the training that I've had yes but it's um because I was saying that for me it's like um you for me my my behavior is as i say probably heightened as well so Mm. i will respond and i'll do something and it's only on reflection that i realize that i'm you know how my behavior is actually impacting and what the consequences of my behavior are Mm. whereas obviously if you've been trained in Mm. if somebody behaves like this the consequence is going to be this but i'm kind of learning on the go realizing learning from my mistakes whereas you know and i'm sure you know we're all human i'm sure we're all learning from our mistakes but it's um yeah, but you with that training that you've had up front. So yes. I'm I'm fascinated to find out from you what what you're obviously getting um, a lot of people approaching you. What are the common problems that you're being approached with um, with the children's behaviour? Um, so lots of them. Well, we can boil it all down. All mm. all of the behaviour things that uh, people come to me, we can boil it all down to my child is doing X, Y, or Z, and I don't know why, and it all comes down to. And it sounds like such a cliche now because I know it's overused, but it is truth that behaviour is communication. So mm-hmm. your child might not know how to articulate that they are feeling nervous about something that's going to happen in a week. But what they can show you is how that nervousness is feeling in their bodies and it might mm. kind of come spilling out into their behaviour. It might be that they start throwing something yep. as a result because nervousness is quite an energetic emotion isn't it so mm-hmm. you're storing that energy in your body and it needs to come out some way um so when we have so when i'm working with my parents now i offer a support um a support program where i work with the parents of the children now to kind of explain help them understand why the reasons behind their child's behavior so if we can find out why they're doing what they're doing and then we can implement some strategies and techniques to help them um, get through that that mm. situation together, so we need to just kind of look at what else is going on. There's something called the behaviour iceberg, where the behaviour that's usually an undesirable behaviour mm-hmm. is what you see that's above the water. So it might be hitting, let's yeah. say, below the surface of the water. You could have a huge, huge body of different emotions like shame anger frustration disappointment hurt um and and so on so it's there's always so much more to the behavior than just the action that you see mm-hmm. so this is um this is where we kind of encourage parents to look at everything else that's going on have they moved house have they got a new pet is there a new sibling is have they changed school is mm-hmm. there change it usually is a good one 
um, or do they feel unsettled because of something that's happened at an after-school club or are they worrying about something that may or may not happen you know there are lots of different things and it as parents we are always so busy mm-hmm. always so busy and especially as working parents we um are often in solve it mode yeah so and especially when we have the shift between working and getting our kids there's not we don't often have a commute necessarily if mm-hmm. we're working from home and so we go from working solve the problems to picking up our children solve the problems and sometimes we need to take more time with our children in solving their problems and that can just be kind of sitting back and learning and observing rather than just trying to solve the behavior (coughs) so let's say a child is whining we can stop that whining we might not do it in the kindest way but we could stop it but the 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 reason behind the whining hasn't changed no that hasn't been solved so it is about taking time to really kind of do a deep dive yeah. into what else is going on. And that is hard when you're already doing everything else. Yes. And it is hard because it all usually come up on the school run when you're late or when you're trying to cook dinner and the pan's boiling over or when it's bedtime and you are exhausted mm-hmm. and this is the third child you've put to bed today. Yeah. <laughs> and all three of them have done this. Um, it, so it's about, okay, you have to be kind to yourself as well but then create space to look look a bit further into what's going on for your child okay so i'm super conscious of time and i know that you've got to go and do a pickup yeah so i'd love you to just um to wrap up i want Mm. to know how people can contact you but just before we go into that i i want to make sure that everybody that's listened today knows this where can kind of understand the sort of behaviors that they're seeing in their children and how you can support so we are talking about all sorts of behavior aren't we we're talking about like troublesome teenagers just list off um a whole load of things that people might be like that's me that's me uh so we've had running away screaming shouting throwing things stealing uh, lying refusing to do simple tasks because they can't so we're looking at regression so yep. not being able to do things they used to be able to do um not listening shutting down when something's upset or when they're upset about something not being able to communicate what's going on um any any behavior yeah anything. any anything that is challenging i've absolutely dealt with it before brilliant <laughs> and how can we contact you susie how can we get in touch uh so my main social media platform is instagram so it's just at resolve to play um you can find my tips and techniques uh and my products that i, can, I sell on there um but also my if you're looking for specific behavioral support you can go to my website which is resolve to play.com uh, and i have a, 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 a tiered behavior service that you can access there amazing thank you so much oh, for joining me today i have literally reams of questions that i haven't <laughs> been able to ask i want all the tips i want all the tools so will you please come and see us again oh of course, of course i'd love you to thank you susie it's thank been wonderful you. It's and nice thank you everybody who joined me today on the wiki mama takeover uh, i'll see you again next week wednesday one till two and we'll be leaving you with uh, this one